It's me, DJ Envy, with the word of the day. Subscribe. That's it. That's the word. The Alive Podcast Network is global streaming platform that curates the best black creative content in one spot. Just for you, tap in today for $5 in iOS, Android, and AlivePodcastNetwork.com. Finally, a podcast network that understands the assignment. The Alive Podcast Network has launched the world's first content distribution app tailored by and for podcasters and listeners of color. Subscribers will enjoy a wide variety of shows ranging from spiritual to comedic to inspirational. Podcasters can house their content and merch in one spot and monetize from a central location. Visit AlivePodcastNetwork.com coming soon to iOS and Android. Sign up today to get a six-month subscription for $20. You can thank me later. All right. Welcome back for the Positive Deposit Podcast. I'm your host, Presley Nelson Jr. And I'm so excited today. Um, you know, I have one of my close friends, damn near my sister, you know, um, uh, Bianca. She's a Howard alum. And um, I'm just so happy. Yep, HU. Yep, 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 yep. I'm so happy to have her on the show. You know, here, this podcast is where we transform minds to change lives. And and we do that by sharing our journey, sharing our walk, and and we drop positive deposits at the end to you know help other cancer patients or survivors you know push through. And so, um, before we get started, Bianca, would you like to say any words to to the audience? You know, like what what uh anything? Um, I'm really happy to to be here. I'm happy both of us are here. Yeah. Um, you know, real talk. And um, it's kind of the first time I've discussed my cancer like this. Yeah. So I think that um, it's kind of, I'm hoping therapeutic. So, yeah. you know. And, and I, I, I commend you, you know, to have this courageous conversation because it's, it's not easy. But, you know, we're going to walk through. So um, tell us a little bit about yourself and then we'll kind of go from there, you know. Um, well, as you mentioned, I'm a Howard grad, LA native. Um, I'm a mother of a 12 year old who makes amazing art. Dope. Um, dope. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else? I have a master's in um, public administration and I currently work for the city of Los Angeles. Yo, I, just, I just realized you had a master's. I, see, I said, oh, I didn't even know. Excuse me. Excuse me. Master's. I said, okay. Say less, say less. Eventually going to aim for that PhD, but right now we're going to chill with the masters. I mean, you didn't mention, what's Black Black Like Vanilla? Black Like Vanilla, that is my brand that um, promotes Black history, Black news, Black uh, culture, and Black excellence. And so um, it's at Black Like Vanilla on Instagram, and BlackLikeVanilla.com is the website. Yo, you, you, when I tell you, when I see what you're doing with that movement, you capture everything just like howard alumni catches everything you capture everything and you and you don't hold back and that's what i like about black like vanilla like you keep it like oh this is what it is and whether you like it or not this is what it is this is what we're gonna do and exactly um, and it's necessary you know because uh, a lot of times we don't talk about these things or people need to know you should mm-hmm. saying these certain facts so um but yeah so let's let's jump right into it you know right. um 35 February 2018 you know um when were you diagnosed and at what age were you so yeah I was 35 um it was February of 2018 
And um, I want to say it was either a little bit before or right after um, my daughter's my my daughter's birthday. Um, I was at work and I just accidentally like brushed up against my breast, and yes. I was like, "Uh oh, what's that?" <laughs> I never hadn't noticed that, you know. And I hadn't really been giving myself exams as often as I think I should have, but it just seemed like it came out of nowhere. Right. Um. So I went to the bathroom to just see if I was crazy or not, and I wasn't. And so I immediately called my doctor. Um. To to figure out what was going on and they yeah. asked for me to get a mammogram and so when I went to get the mammogram and I've gotten them before because I've had um, lumps in my breast when I was younger so I was like oh this must be the Something same thing you know I've done this before I was real chill when I got the mammogram I was like whatever right um and then they told me they found three I Ooh. was like what you mean like right like three what you should say like what I don't understand. You need three. And then I still was just like, all right, I'm not going to trip unless I have to trip, you know? Right. And so um, they did the biopsies. And um, like two days later, my doctor called me on April 4th and told me that the, they came back cancerous. Ooh. And so what were you feeling like when, you know, you got that news, you know? Oh, like, my God. I just, I absolutely broke. It was like my world just fell apart because, you know, when your doctor calls you at 8.45 in the morning, yeah. you know that. Something serious. <laughs> it, it's not It's not like no regular call, you know, like. Exactly. So I, um, I was in the stairwell because I just, I, I could feel it. I was in the stairwell and she told me, you know, she's really sweet, black um, woman. I really appreciate it. She was actually the physician's assistant, but, um, you know, I liked interacting with her. Yeah. Um, and I just broke. I broke. I cried for a while in the stairwell. And then um, I told my boss and I was like, I have to go. I, I yeah. can't. I can't stay here. Yeah. And so then on my drive home, I just, I didn't even know how to focus. And I called you. I was about to say, yeah, you, you called me. Called yeah. you after, I mean, I called my mom, of course. Yeah, of course. And, um, Family, yeah, of course. Like just in the drive, I just needed, I needed that, that energy and that experience. And just, you know, there was only one person I knew that had gone through this yeah. at such a young age, too. Yeah. And you really helped me get home. Like, and you stayed on the phone with me and you were like, is your mom there? And I was like, yeah. And then, yeah. you know, we just sat and um, sobbed for a minute, you yeah. know. And then after that, I realized, you know, do I want to stay in this space forever or do I want to still function as if I'm going to live and so I did go to work the next day yeah yeah how how was how was it how how important was excuse me was it just to have someone to that could relate to really talk and I'm you know obviously I know but like because when you called me it um you know we always we chat you know what I mean but to me I'm glad you called me because like that's heavy. That's a he that's heavy news. It's and and it's not like taken away from like you know a funeral, but that's heavy news because you wouldn't imagine yourself being told that. You know what I mean? But how 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 helpful is it is to have that 
support. And we're going to talk about that support later on, but just having that person that I'd say. Oh, it was, it was a godsend. It really was because, you know, it's one of those situations where you feel really alone and you're just like, you know, why me? And I'm the one that's going through this and to be able to speak to someone who was not only in that position, but beat it, you know, it was like, you, you need to get that type of advice and encouragement from someone who's been there. And so it really, I mean, like I said, I got home because of you, you know, just keeping it calm and just spitting true game to me of just like, you know, take it one day at a time. And I really, and matter of fact, and you know, I'm not religious, but you prayed with me and I really appreciated that. No question. You know, um, and it's, the, when I first got my call, and mind you, I was out partying, you know, I'm out in these streets, you know, and I, and I, um, I finally, the headaches were just too excruciating, and um, I went to the hospital, and the, the first person I had called, you know what I mean, I called, I called my ex, I called her, you see what I'm saying, and, um, and she was, she prayed with me, you see what I'm saying, like, because, mind you, and you y'all gonna hear my story, you know. That's that's another. I got I got somebody I just locked in somebody to interview me. The two part story. So, yeah, I ain't gonna give too much away, but um, I had to pray. You know what I mean? Because it was the only thing that allowed me to realign the focus to really to on that journey to train to beat what we call cancer. And so now I'm 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 glad that you called, and I'm glad that I was able to you know have that ride home with you because you know just imagine if you didn't have that you see what i'm saying like who knows we don't even want to talk about that we're not even gonna claim what that would have been like but i'm i'm glad that i was able to to navigate through that and so um what would when the doctor called you what was the stage like what did they diagnose you with like was it a certain stage or it just was it i was considered um t1 so <laughs> like i was like the early 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 stages which was i mean you know the out of everything that happened the only bad news i got was that i had cancer yeah. everything else was like the best case scenario really which, okay you know it was it was really interesting to like constantly get all this good news that was based off of bad news yeah and so you got T1, so caught it really early. You know, um, how was your mom? You know, how, and, and did you tell your daughter immediately or, you know? No, I didn't. So um, my mother, of course, was worried as every mother would yeah. be. Um, because, you know, when you hear cancer, you just think of sickness and death, you yeah. know? Like, you don't necessarily go into the survivor mode because there's such a journey through the process. And, you know, my um, aunt, her sister died of cancer. Mm. Um, so it was something that she's experienced before. Yeah. Um, so it was, it was, it was rough. You know, she tried to put on a brave face for me, which I appreciated. Um, in regards to my kid, I did not tell my kid immediately yeah. um, because I just had to get my thoughts together as mm -hmm. far as, you know, what this meant. Yeah. And then also, um, 
this is kind of off topic, but it is That's on fine. topic. I'm a big yeah. uh, music festival head. Oh, and I know. I'm. I. I. By the way, and I know you about to get. I'm. I'd be jealous. I'd be like, dang. You know what I mean? I need to. I need to get on that level. Maybe when all this COVID stuff, we'll probably we're gonna talk. We're gonna I'm talk. gonna break you in, Diddy. I'm gonna break you yeah, in. Because I know that's the whole experience. But talk to us. I'm sorry. I'm, um. No. 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 It's good. And so, like I said, I found out that I I was diagnosed on April fourth, and I had already had plans to go to Coachella that mm. following weekend. And it's a lot that goes into it. A lot of money. A lot of um. Just That's energy an experience. And I see, like, yeah, in the desert, y'all, yeah. I see it's you with it. people I would have never imagined you with, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing. So it was, I, I looked at it, and it was the year that Beyonce was performing, and mm. I'm not a, a member of the Beehive, but I respect this game, and I knew that she was going to put it down, and so I was yeah. like, you know what, let me just take this as an opportunity to escape. I didn't tell any, only people that knew was my mom and um, my boss. And that yeah. was it because I didn't want that to be like to bring everybody down because the energy yeah. is so great. And yeah. you know, you don't want people to treat you like glass because when they hear that, they all like, you know, it's like they look at you as if you're dying and there's nothing worse than having that look and then also feeling it too. Yeah. So yeah. Um, after I came back from Coachella is when I told my, my kid and it was like, um, it was really hard, you know, because I just, I started it with, um, I just said, you know, do you know what cancer is? Mm. And, and my kid just completely broke down. Uh-oh. Come back. Come back. I did. And so that was really rough mm. for both of us. I think you froze a little bit. I think it might have been my end, but you said she broke down and then. Yeah. Um, am I? You got you're good now. Yeah, you're okay. good. Now. Um, yeah. Uh, she broke down and, um, you know, asked the kid questions, you know, am I going to die or yeah. what's going to happen and all that stuff. And so, you know, just had to fight through it. But it was, that was one of the hardest days. I'm sure. And I mean, you know, and having my, you know, single mother, you know, and the way you pour into a little penny, you see what I'm saying, is is amazing because, well, first of all, if you don't have any of her artwork, you're missing out, and don't try to support Nat later when it, they, her paintings are going to be like, like Basquiat prices. All right, I'm just saying, just just hop on, you know, before this way, but. Like you, 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 you pour into her. She's already, she's like, she's like, she's been here before. You see what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, absolutely. She, she came to the yard and was like, oh, well, I'm here, you know, like, and so I can only imagine, you know, bringing such news and she's kind of ahead of her time and she's asking these questions that, you know, like, damn, I got to really break this down, you know, because otherwise, you know, like, I, you know, you just had to. Like, that's like your your next best friend. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. y'all roll dogs. I see how y'all yeah. move. That's my boo. That's my boo. Yeah. So, um, and so, what? When did you have to start treatment, or what was their treatment cycle like? Like, what what did they have to do? Since it was caught early, what was the treatment like? You know, it's one of those things that it truly was like a blip. Um, I was diagnosed on April fourth. I was. They told me, they recommended that I get a double mastectomy. And so for the people that don't know what that is, what is that? That's the removal of your breast. Okay. So the breast tissue. 
um, and then reconstructive surgery for my breast, um, and then removed a lymph node from under each armpit to see if the cancer had um, traveled there. Wow! And so um, they had to. It was they had to like put this dye. It wasn't the iodine. It was something else to take x-rays to find the lymph nodes so that they didn't take, you know, too many. I think it was just one on each side. And it was the first ones because some places they just, you know, and I'm really happy. I had really good doctors. Um, Thank goodness. But yeah, so they did that and that, but that surgery was on May 21st. And then on May 27th, my doctor told me that the cancer hadn't spread and that, you know, I didn't need treatment. I didn't need chemo. I didn't need radiation, which was just like a big, because I've seen and heard of what that does. And, you know, I can't help but to think of the vanity part of it too. Like, you know, to lose my hair or, you know, deal with all of that um, or feeling sicker to get better. Yeah. So I was, I was happy that I, um, I didn't. So my treatment kind of, you know, ended there. I have to take medicine every day because my, um, my cancer was uh, driven by estrogen. So I had too much estrogen. So now I have to like take um, this medicine called tamoxifen to keep my estrogen down for 10 years. And uh, after 10 years, then I, I don't know if I have to take something else, but basically if you do it for 10 years, it drastically reduces the chance for the breast cancer to come back. So, Thank God they detected it early. You know, they did the surgery, you know. Um, you didn't have to go through radiation and chemo. Now, with this medicine that you have to take for now 10 years, are there side effects to this medicine? You know, like... Oh, buddy, there... <laughs> what, are, what are the side effects? Um, what has been a, the major side effect, really the only one is depression. Mm. Like, if I'm not active... Um, I could get really deep into my head and now I have to take something else for the depression, um, which sucks because it's just like, you know, you take one thing and then because of the side effects, you have to take another thing and then because of that, you have to take another thing and it just compounds on each other. But, um, the, the one plus side is, is that since it is regulating my estrogen, my skin has gotten a lot smoother. <laughs> my skin, are you glowing? She's I'm like, I, I, no more, you know what I mean? Maybelline, you know what I mean? Like, I was born with it. I'm like, oh, oh, okay, you got a different glow. Uh, so, but, so with that, that the depression, man, and the mental health awareness, and, like, does it get dark? You, know, that you said, is it what? The depression, you know, like, is it, is it a dark space? Like, oh yeah, it's terrible. It's terrible. I wouldn't wish depression on my worst enemy. Um, it's, it's, a it's a dark, lonely space that is really hard to kind of pull yourself out of. And then, um, especially with everything that's going on right now, it's been really rough, but, um, you know, I'm just, you got to get through it and luckily um I I mean I go to therapy too just for um my mental health as well um but yeah it's 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 a dark space it's definitely a dark space 
Well, you know, I'm going to just pray that, you know, I mean, even though this is necessary for, you know, the next 10 years. And so when we when you turn 45, you already know we throwing a big party. You know, if oh, I'm West man. Coast, it don't matter. You sure. know, you're going to turn sure. up. We'll be on some yacht somewhere. <laughs> oh, you already know. Claiming yeah. it. You already know. And so, um, but um, we talked about the support. We talked about the support your mom, you know, um, outside of your mom, what was your support network like? You know what I mean? Like, you know, I knew that I had built a village, but yeah. I know I had built a village as strong as I did. Um, my friends came through in such a phenomenal way. Um, they were, they, they were just aware and um, thoughtful of uh, multiple friend groups. They gave me like gift baskets with stuff that I would need while I was recovering from surgery. Yes, sir. Um, my Coachella group, they, and that's a group of like, I would say like 25, maybe 25, 30. They each all put together this basket of like different vitamins and herbs and robes and mm. um, just things that I would need to help recover. My yeah. sorority sisters. Um, but just about to get it, I know the AKAs. They, you know what I mean? Chapter. Um, well, my my old chapter, Mira Solano Omega Alpha Chap Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority and Corporate. Oh, yeah, you, you know, you better uh, say it right. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> I ain't fooling. Anybody coming for me? Um, my my AKAs, they um, came through and gave me a nice um, basket of stuff. And my girlfriends did a meal train. And, you yeah. know, there were a lot of cards and a lot of hugs and a lot of tears and a lot of check-ins. And it really meant a lot to me because I just, I couldn't imagine doing this all by myself. And I'm sure that there are people who are experiencing this by themselves. And I, I just... I my heart goes out to them because yeah, it's it's a heavy time. No, it's, it's definitely heavy. But I'm glad that you had the 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 circle of love from all walks of life. It wasn't just us. From you know, what I mean, you had your Coachella group, different people, different walks, aka your friends. You know, and um and and then, and you just kind of mentioned it to them, right? You just kind of just said, hey, you know, you like you got the courage to after you told obviously your immediate you finally gazed and told those other individuals. Now you talked about, did they, did they treat you like that? Whoa, you about to be sick, you know, like you, or did you, um, like, what was that energy like, you know, once you got the courage to tell the other groups? Well, you know, most everybody was um, good. I only like, I'd called a uh, face to face with um, the, my group in LA to okay. tell them. Yeah. yeah. Um, and everything else was kind of like on the phone. I, I, I had a list. I made a list of all of my closest friends yeah. and I called them nice. uh, individually or I sent them a text letting them know. And um, sometimes I would just catch little glances or whatnot of just like, is she okay? Yeah. Um, I think most of it would come when I would just tell them up front, like, you know, I had cancer, you see that look in their face, and they're like, yeah. <gasps> you know, Heart and then crying, yep. and then you have to, like, relive it over and over, because, you know, they're now dealing with that news, and so that was intense, because it's like, you know, after the 15th time of 
crying with someone and having to retell the story yeah exactly and whatnot and then you're still unsure and you know which questions they're going to ask exactly. and <laughs> so you know but, but you know that they're coming from a good place so yeah. you know that's something that i had to be mindful of of just like these this is because they love me and this is because they care about me and that's why they want to know um and that's awesome and you know like just like it's it's hard you know i can definitely say that um my first round i told you know i told y'all and things of that nature but um i i, I didn't make a list you know what i mean like it, it was one of those things where like I let those know who needed to know, even though I got in trouble for it later on. Cause there was like so many people like, yo, why didn't you tell us? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you don't like me, you don't rock with me. And yeah. I wasn't that, I just didn't want those sob stories. Right. Yeah. You know? I didn't want to feel like, you know, okay, make sure Presley's okay. Like I didn't, I wanted to be treated. You don't want to feel like you're dying. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the first time, like my 30th birthday party and I was in the club and I told the bartenders and they knew, I said, you gotta make me two, you know, carafes of like, whatever, just so I can just drink and socialize. And then until they was like, yo, we taking shots. Come on, press, you know, do, I was like, I can't take that. What? You ain't taking shots. And I, I secretly, like, I'll tell you guys later, right in the club, literally somebody was just like, oh my God, you're gonna die. And I was just like, I'm not going to die. And, um, it was, and, I, and it, that just kind of made me more a little hesitant, you know, to really tell the world, you know, um, but, you know, it's, I'm glad that you made a list, you know, and I think that's important that for those survivors that are listening or those patients that, you know, may hear this is that it's okay to make a list, you know, of the people that you are comfortable telling the, the, the story to because, um, those people care, you know what I mean? And, and just like for you, Bianca, like they showed out and, you know, yeah. um, and that, in that space, you, you know what I mean? Like, and I think that's wonderful. Um, now after the surgery, how long did it take for healing? Um, I was out of work for six weeks Ooh. and yeah, okay. it, was, it was, I had to take whole baths for two weeks. Okay. <laughs> you know what a whole bath is? No, I don't. So I was about to say, talk to us. What, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you gotta you gotta run real quick so you just like you know you you wash here and wash here you know you the bird wash, bath wash get the quick bird bath I had to do that for two weeks um okay. because I had these drains that were right here and there were did it freak you out yeah, it was weird. I just felt like a science experiment because the yeah. drains were like to collect the liquids or whatnot. And then yeah. I had to empty the drains and it was just really gross and depressing because it's just like, oh gosh. And then everything hurt. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, so I was I was down for about six weeks and then I had to do like kind of in between surgeries um to you know fix stuff or replace because they had to put these things called expanders in okay um which basically so they removed the breast tissue and they put in the expanders and the expanders um basically kind of stretch out the skin so that when they put in the implants 
it would just go in normally. Okay. But the expanders were so hard. So like, I didn't like hugging people because mm. when I hugged them, I knew that they could feel it. And one yeah. time my um, home girl, her son, it was the first time I had like just gotten out. Yeah. Um, from being at home recovering and so he was happy to see me and he ran up to me and he ran and gave me a hug and his head hit my expanders and it like knocked him and he was like what the hell is she a superhero i could knock on them they were so hard wow. i would be bored and knock on them so that was um, <laughs> that was you know me i'm full yeah right 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 that was inconvenient, but I was happy to get those out when they, um, and they switched them out for the implant. So I had to take time off to heal from that. I think that was like a week or two. Mm. So you, hey, that's, that's crazy. Crazy. You got things inside your body. I mean, I guess it's like a whole makeover. And what was your confidence level, you know, because now you have reconstructed, like, did it go down? Like, you know, what I mean? did you have to build yourself back up? Like, it's mixed. It's mixed. Um, you know, I miss. Because I mean, you a G. You like a. You yeah. know, what I mean, you you a G G. You know, you, you you can't help but to feel some kind of way. I miss my girls, but um, I'm I'm I mean, I don't need a bra anymore, which is great, and it's really funny because I was joking <laughs> with my friend, and I told him that I wanted to get breast implants. This was before all this happened. And yeah. so I'm like, well, I got them. <laughs> they didn't, I didn't get them the way I thought I would, but I right. got them. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to find the, not trying to find, there is a silver lining in there, but I definitely, yeah. I, I had, um, I, was, I was nervous a few times, you know, not gonna tell all my business, yeah, but yeah, yeah. it ended up not being a problem. <laughs> okay okay yeah we you know we that's you know what i mean Bill, that's too up close we giving you the we yeah we're giving y'all the up close but y'all that's too much for you <laughs> that's a certain access level that that it has not been approved for this show we'll talk uh, later we'll, yeah, talk, we'll talk that's an offline topic that's fine that's fine um and so um i think uh, you know one thing that um i was just talking to somebody yesterday because everybody always asks me like how's your health? How's your health? You know, um, I didn't eat so well when I was in chemo, right? And I was just eating, 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 you know, did you have, you know, and, but I should be eating better, you know, fine. You know what I mean? I'm trying to be a, a vegan sometimes, you know, I go to those farewells. There's a spot called farewell in DC. Thank God it's still open. You know, everything's shutting down because yeah. of this COVID, man. It's, you know, they, they shut down a, well, that's another story, but, um, you know, did you have to change your diet? You know what I mean? Because eating is everything, right? Did you have to change your diet with, you know, the treatment and everything like that? Or I did you know, your... because um, since my cancer was estrogen, um, yeah. I had to, I have to be mindful of foods that are high in estrogen. Okay. So what, are, um, what like, foods are high in estrogen? estrogen? Uh, soy is one. Okay. um like soy is a big one um i have a whole list of them i can't yeah. remember them all right now but it no was worries. like a lot of the foods that i love are really high in so what's one what's one you're like damn um well shit excuse me soy was one like i really you know i was trying to get into being a vegetarian yeah or 
um, vegan. Vegan, yeah. yeah. And when I realized I couldn't have that, I was like, oh, well, <laughs> okay. I mean, I still can do it. But right now, I, I did change my diet. I'm a pescatarian. Okay. Um, I mean, I know that I could eat better. I am eating better. Yeah. Um, and I could do better than that. But mainly, I'm trying to stay low on the foods that are on that list and eat more like one that isn't high in estrogen are melons and I love mm. watermelon and cantaloupe so okay. I'm like okay well at least I can have that <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> no that's that's what I mean because eating like I mean I ate Jamaican food so when I was going through chemo they're like why are you eating Jamaican food that's what it was my that was my ish you know it was the only thing because a little bit different going through treatment with lymphoma you lose that chemo, you lose your sense of taste. And, you know, you got to think about like, dang, what does the Cinnabon taste like? Or, you know, but Jamaican food was the best thing that could at least get some type of kick and flavor where even though I couldn't taste it, mostly like only could taste like 25% of it, but, you know, it gave me that feel. So I can only imagine you got a goal of, yo, I'm trying to eat, right? You know, I'm trying to be vegan. And the main thing that's in most of all these things, you can't even indulge. And so, um, but I'm sure your pescatarian is not bad. You know what I mean? Seafood, get your salmon on. It's my happy medium. Okay. It's my happy medium. Um, so, um, did going through this and I know you got black, like vanilla, was that something to keep your mind distracted? You know what I mean? Or did it, did it allow you to escape to not think about it sometimes? Do you, do you relapse and think about these moments? You know what I mean? When you were going through it? Um, yeah. So, um, I, I, I don't know if I use black, like vanilla as a distraction. Um, okay. I really just kind of took the time off, you know, yeah. like I checked out a little bit. Um, a lot of times I forget that I've had cancer because mm. I've like pushed it way back in my head. Um, and then I reflect on it and then, you know, I could break down. Like when you guys had reached out to me about yeah. this, it was actually on my anniversary of when I either, I think it was the anniversary of my surgery mm -hmm. or, um, or when I found out, it was one of those. It was one of the, the two. And I just thought about, I was like, oh, okay. And then later that night, I just bawled, you know, yeah. and thinking about all that I had gone through. And yeah, it was, it was, it was the, the surgery and just thinking about that day and that night and how scared I was and, yeah. you know, all of that stuff. So sometimes it does, pop up in my head and yeah. then I'll get way in my feelings and I realize it's something I still have to work through but um not often because I'm just one that I don't really like emotions <laughs> like yeah. that you know, yeah. I don't like to feel weak and that was one of those situations you are a woman though you know that right you know it's okay <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I know you try to be. Gotta cry too. Gotta cry too. But um, Tyler, yeah. you know what I mean. <laughs> I I didn't um, I it's it's very it's very far and few between um that I do. But when I do, I completely like tonight. I may have a a moment like I'm okay right now, but it's just like 
small triggers. Yeah. And I don't want to trigger in a bad way, but it's yeah. just little things that trigger it. Just go, oh shit, I did. Have, oh shoot, I did have cancer. You know, like yeah. I did go through this, and I think that sometimes because I didn't, I, I, I hate saying it like this, but I didn't have the full cancer yeah. experience in that I didn't have like the treatment. Yeah. Um, makes it easier for me to put it out my head because it's like did that really happen? And then I feel my breasts like, yep, it did. <laughs> right. And you know, cancer comes in all shapes and forms, right? You know what I mean? Like you may not have to go through the chemo and, you know, the radiation and the surgeries and the PT. However, you know, during that time in your life, it just hits you, you know what I mean? Like, and in a way that um, is unexpected. And I, I don't even know if I asked you, is it, does it run in your family? Any, no. See? Like, I think it was environmental, which is why yeah. I'm trying to be mindful of what I put into my body, because yeah. if it's based off of estrogen, and they did all of the testing, every single type of testing, genetic testing they could do, um, and there was nothing in my, like, it wasn't, it wasn't genetic. Yeah, so, like, and, and that's, that's the, that's the scary part about, like, this thing, this six-letter word, you know what I mean? Like, you may not even have any you know, genetic, genetics, you know what I mean? That running your family, you know, I hope I said that right. But you may not have those genes and then all of a sudden what you put in your body, you know, you could have, well, at least for me, I could have been in a wrong space where the environment itself could have triggered those things. Because even with like lymphoma, which is very scary, they don't even, there's some things you, it just comes out of nowhere, which is like, that's crazy. I, I look down, I got a lump on my neck what that's you know like that's insane but um but thank god you see what i'm saying um that it what you caught it early now has your faith changed you see what i'm saying because of all this or you know no <laughs> no it hasn't but i think that um my view on life has changed yeah. um, talk, talk about that so what is that what is it like now because that's the, the money question now now that you've going through this you're going through your treatment how do you what's your outlook on life now? you know there's nothing that can awake you more than meeting your own mortality mm. and in that i've realized that i just need to do it you know if there's yeah. something that i want to do i need to do it because i remember what that feeling was like in thinking that i wouldn't be here or like i couldn't see my kid yeah. grow up or I couldn't hang out with my friends anymore. I just wouldn't exist, you know, like that life would end for me. So I'm definitely about seizing the moment and just taking opportunities as they arrive or making them for myself too. And, and also being more true to myself. Like, you know, I already lack a filter, but yeah. in experiencing this I'm very more straightforward in what I will allow mm. what I want um what I will accept and you know I really I'm I'm happy that I'm in that space because it allowed me to value me more mm. self self-care and um I it it made me smile when you said those things because like you know, going through this journey, whether regardless of treatment cycles, whatever, it just changes your mindset, right? It just, it's like, I got to make sure I live for the moment. I take any opportunity to do it because life is not promised, you know? You know, like even with surgeries, those can go wrong. You know what I mean? Even in recovery, 
you know what I mean? Little, the little boy that, you know what I mean, got a surprise, you know, that could have caused something else, you know what I mean? And so we take life for granted, you know? Um, rest in peace. I mean, you've probably seen Tommy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and life is just, is sometimes it's short, you know? And so I'm, I'm glad that, you know, you, you do have that outlook, you know what I mean? Because you're going to go to Coachella, you know what I mean? You're going to write dope posts. You're going to protest. I saw you protest with your daughter. Amazing. I, I wouldn't expect nothing less. You see what I'm saying? Like, which was the, yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and she, I, and I actually, I, I'm, I'm going to hit you on because I, I want that piece. I know she drew that. I know she did that. <laughs> I need that framed. I need it. I need it framed. Um, and so, um, so like I asked every guest on the show, you know, positive deposits, you know, our nonprofit, you know, is transforming minds to change lives. So I want you to come up with, if you can, three positive deposits that you can give someone that um, maybe be a breast cancer survivor, I mean, breast cancer recently diagnosed or just survivors because survivorship is real. What are, what are maybe three positive deposits that you can, um, you know, shed light to, to people that are hearing about breast cancer or, you know, maybe, you know, shocked by finding out? Um, the first one I would be, I would say in regards to women, that is, yes. um, especially black women yes. to get mammograms early and, um, and, uh, check yourself yeah. because even though they say that you should wait until you're 40 I was 35 and yeah. I know other women who were in their 30s too and some in their late 20s so um to 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 get to know your girls because yeah, yeah. you know if you want them to stay with you then you need to know what's going on with them um my second one would be to do whatever you have to do in order to maintain your sanity throughout the process, whether it be, you know, once you find out or um, once you're in treatment or even after treatment, you have to, to, to do whatever is necessary in order for you to be in a good headspace because it's a lot, it's heavy and yeah. um, you have to just be prepared for that. And then um, my last one would be to um, to stay true to you, you know, stay true to who it is that you are and um, don't be defined by your diagnosis. And even being defined as, you know, a, a survivor in that too, you know, like it's, it's, it's that's a heavy word as well. Um, but just be, you you know and if you if you choose to be defined by that then that's fine you know that's great but you are still a person you are still life you know and um don't let that one thing hold you back from the rest of your life yeah that was beautiful man and i like when you said you know even the word survivor like that can come like a stigma like oh you know but you know you heard it from her. She said, check your tatas, check the girls, make sure um, you do that, you know, keep your sanity, you know what I mean? Whatever you need to do, um, right? Whatever it is, make sure you, that mental health is in check. 
but then also to be true to yourself. And I, I totally agree with all those and I appreciate those positive deposits. And so, um, you know, I, I thank you so much, you know, for being on the show, you know, where can we, you know, find you, you know, um, Bianca, where can people find you? You know, I know you got some dope stuff going on. Like where, where yeah, mainly um, blacklikevanilla.com yep. on, um, or blacklikevanilla on Instagram or okay. on Facebook. Um, and I just wanted to note, like, you know, I'm very private um, about my business, but this is something that I felt important to share. And I'm happy that you created a platform for, um, for people like us to be able to share our stories um, because hopefully someone can prevent this from happening to them by hearing from us. And um, I'm grateful for you. Thank you. No problem, man. It's, it's been my pleasure as not only your brother and friend, but, you know, um, as, a, as a fellow survivor, a dope survivor is that, you know what I mean? Um, because it's, it's necessary, you know, I, um, not to circle back, but like when I look at some of these cancer sites, right? Like, and, and we, that's a whole nother story. I just did a whole little um, uh, discussion about the Black Lives Matter with another cancer survivor here, no there. Um, I just noticed that when you see people of color, they'll put the story to promote something, you know, or it's like they work there. Like, so what if they didn't work there? You know what I mean? Like, would we be able to hear our stories? And that's why one of the main, the center of Positive Deposits is the Courageous Conversation. So I, I commend you and I appreciate, you know, when I know you support me, but I know it took a lot of courage, you know what I mean, to do this. But um, this is what we do as survivors to, to build that hope and inspiration. And yep. so, you know, um, like I said, you could catch this on, Apple Pod, um, what is it? Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, iHeartRadio, Spotify. We we could definitely you can catch that. And um, as far as positive deposits, uh, if you go to our website, it is positivedeposits.org. You can donate um, and to support not only the great programs we have for cancer survivors, but also too for um, you know cancer research. Um, and you know, we got we have actually a. a Something coming up with where we have um, where we're going to support a, a black physicist who is actually going to be um, putting a lot of work into cancer research. So you know, we buying black. You know, what I mean, we supporting black, but at least we know that it's going to that space rather than a big company, and we don't know what the hell they're doing. So, Bianca, I appreciate you so much for coming on the show, and um, you know, bison all day, game fam all, all day. You know what I mean? Okay. And uh, until next time. All right. Thank you.